Welcome to the Journeys of Scientists podcast. This is a podcast put out by WAMPS, which stands for Women and Minorities in the Physical Sciences. We are a graduate student organization at Michigan State University. I am Brian Stanley. I am a graduate student in the physics department at MSU. The purpose of this podcast is to talk with other graduate students at MSU and other universities to get a sense of the type of research they do, but also learn about life as a graduate student, both within and outside the classroom or research lab. If you or someone else you know are interested in participating in the Journeys of Scientists podcast, you can email me at the email below in the show notes, or you can visit the WAMPS website, which is www.wamps.org, and you can send us a message there. On this episode, we are joined by Aubrey Loki, an accelerator physics PhD student here at MSU. Enjoy. Welcome, Aubrey. Could you briefly introduce yourself? What department are you in and what do you study? Hi. So, yeah, I'm an accelerator physics student. I'm a PhD student going into my second year and kind of moving into my research. Uh, I work with the Beam Diagnostics and Instrumentation Group. And what that involves is developing instruments and electronics and things that are used to monitor how the particle accelerator is behaving while it's bringing the beam up to speed. It's This is just kind of important for safety and generally knowing how the system's operating, things like that. Okay, that's really interesting. So to me, that sounds like a fine line between physics and, and engineering. That sounds like a lot of like hands-on, like doing stuff with, with tools and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And actually, uh, it kind of slots right into, you know, what my undergrad majors, like what I specialized in. So it's actually a pretty good fit for me. Oh, okay. In what, that regard. what were your undergrad majors? So I was a double major in computer engineering and physics. Oh, okay. So specifically like hardware and, and things like that. Oh, okay, cool. When I started for partial, partial of undergrad, I was electrical engineering and, and physics. So it was like very similar, similar classes. Oh, very nice. Oh, okay. So what got you interested in the electronics aspect? So I kind of developed this, this interest in electronics um, when I was working uh, originally. So I was originally an animation major the first time I went to school. I'm a little bit older and kind of a non-traditional student. I had this like weird winding path. Um but I, I kind of could, I couldn't afford school at the time, so I dropped out and I was working. Um, and I, one of my Game Boys, like my DS, broke, so I started fixing it, and uh, just from there, just kind of got into this rabbit hole with electronics, um, and went back to school for that. Oh, that's that's super awesome. Okay, okay. Well, now I now I have lots of questions. Okay, so you started off as as animation. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I was originally animation. I didn't even realize that was like a major. Um, where did you do your undergrad? So the the first time I went to school, I went to Edinburgh University in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Okay, so not Scotland or... or not Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Scotland. 
Uh, yeah, and I was I was studying uh, animation, and I was going to be focusing on computer animation and graphics, like character design. Mm. Okay, very very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so would you say like you're a very artsy person? Yes, actually, that's that's probably my main hobby is um, is art and and drawing. Oh, okay, is it primarily like computer graphic art that you're interested in? Do you do like other forms of art? Well, I, so I mostly these days do a lot of digital art. Uh, I do some traditional art as well, but yeah, oh. 2D stuff mostly for me. Okay. Very, very interesting. Is it just like still, uh, well, I guess, no, never mind. If it's animation, there's probably moving aspects of it, right? Or is it just like still computer graphics? It's, it's most, so it's mostly stills. Um, I, I draw a lot of, I do a lot of illustration and character design now. Um, okay, like three, th- like three dimensional, or uh, let me see if I can uh, pull something up, give you a kind of example. I'm just thinking back, like uh, I'm not a very artsy person, but I always like kind of computer stuff. And when I was in like middle school, we had uh, one of our units in our computer class was doing like 3D computer graphics. I remember oh, I made yeah. like a VW bus or something. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's see if I can. Oh, very nice. Oh, that's like a centaur. <laughs> He's a satyr, yeah. Satyr. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, super cool. That's really good. That's awesome. Is is that just something you did like on your iPad too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, yep. that's super great. Okay. So you started off as an animation major. Did you complete it all the way through? I didn't. So I only actually did that for about a year, about two semesters before I, like I said, it was right in the middle of 2008. So this was kind of like not a great time to be going to college. Mm -hmm. And my family just kind of, we kind of couldn't afford uh, to have me keep going. So I dropped out and I went to work full time. I was working at Starbucks Mm. and I did that for about five years. Okay. And were Mm -hmm. you, okay. So you said your school was in not Scotland, but Pennsylvania. Right. Are you mm-hmm. from the Pennsylvania area? So I'm actually from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, yes. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Was it that, that far away, though? Like Pennsylvania and Ohio are close, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's like two hours away. Okay. Yeah. What led you at least to that school to begin with? So actually... When I was in high school, I I had been thinking about doing animation since I was little. And one of my friends in one of my art classes was like, hey, I heard about this school, Edinburgh. That's where I'm going. You should look into it. And so oh. that's how I ended up going there. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're at Starbucks and I, you mentioned something about like fisting your Game Boy. Was that much earlier in life or is this around that same time? So that that's around the same time. This is very non-linear. I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Yeah, around that time, I just started playing around with electronics. I didn't really have much background with that. I had like messed around with building computers here and there. Um, and I just, I kept, you know, oh, my friend's laptop broke. So, you know, I, I went in there and fixed it. And I just kept getting more and more into electronics and like messing with things. And I was like, you know what? Well, you know what I want to do? It would be a better job. Why don't I go work at Micro Center? I'm going to go work at Micro Center, repair laptops. You know, sounds good. All right. Well, I need some kind of certification or education. So I started looking into going back to school because mm-hmm. at that point I was in, you know, I, I was really, really lucky that I was in a better position for like financial aid and loans and stuff like that. So I went to school for computer engineering because that sounded about right. (laughs) But uh, it was different than what I thought it was. But I I liked what it was, you know. 
Okay. Where did you do your computer engineering degree? So, so I actually went back to school at Cleveland State University. So that is like in the city of Cleveland. Okay. Very cool. Okay. So, but now you're doing physics, which feels like (laughs) (laughs) yet another turn. It's true. So how that happened, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a wild ride. Um, So I was taking my intro physics classes, you know, I thought that was pretty, you know, pretty great with my professors. I just really made this connection with them. And I would always kind of take even stuff from outside of the classes and come ask them questions. And then they kind of just ended up pulling me in, you know, originally Mm -hmm. I did like a physics minor and then I just kept taking physics classes and they were like, why don't you just double major? And (laughs) so I ended up with this like dual major in computer engineering and physics and decided to just keep going with the physics track. That sounds very familiar of like how my degree was of like, oh, I, was, I started off as engineering. It's like, oh, well, I only needed like a couple more classes to get the physics major. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what they did with me too. They were like, oh, you know, a couple more. Yeah. Major. Yeah. That's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But I was really, I was drawn in from, from having a lot of support and really good professors mm-hmm. in that department. Okay. So then what led you to think about going to grad school rather than going the route of like fixing computers or other stuff like that, that you had mentioned. So probably in my sophomore year, um, I, we, so in Cleveland, I guess a little background, we're pretty lucky that we have a NASA facility that is right outside of town. Oh, I did. So they come into our school all the time and they're like, you know, we have these internship opportunities. You should apply here. Fun times, NASA rockets. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did, and I ended up working for a couple summers at NASA Glenn, interacting with all of these PhD physics and PhD engineering, and working on all of these really cool projects with them. And it kind of got me thinking, well, you know, maybe I want to k- kind of keep going with my education and kind of pursue this more. Um, and then in the summer, I want to say the summer of 2018, maybe before uh, the year before I graduated, uh, Michigan State was having a nuclear science summer school, which I thought was neat. So Mm -hmm. I came and visited and that would pretty much convinced me that that's where I was going. That's, that's super cool. I remember you were like one of the few people that I remember from meeting at the, the grad (laughs) recruitment weekend. (laughs) For sure. Yes, definitely. That's, and I was like, I'm going here. And um, they were like, do you want to maybe look at some other schools first? And I was like, I'm going here. Super cool. Um, oh, man. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Okay, so your actual work now is with more instrumentation side mm-hmm. of things, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, very. I I am very jealous because I had I've at least like shadowed and worked in other other labs of doing like the hands on hands on stuff. And I was just terrible at it (laughs) i I broke things all the time (laughs) well i feel like that's part of it too you know you gotta you gotta i i definitely my senior project i definitely lit it on fire so you know it's not immune to that okay (laughs) i feel bad i feel like now we need to share stories of setting things on fire with electronics um because i have plenty of those stories i don't know about you but (laughs) oh for sure i definitely do (laughs) i definitely do um I, I had, I worked at this outreach program where we made like things out of like everyday household items and then we would like visit schools with them. 
and we had this one experiment that was like this this box with a light inside and you held it up to your face and it shined a light in one eye and there's a mirror over the other eye and you could see like oh if you shine the light in one eye your other eye still dilates even though you're not shining the light into that one and that's how they test for like concussions and stuff if you ever see someone get a concussion they shine a light bulb like in your light in your eye and it, it wasn't working or something and i'm like okay well i'll fix it and then i opened it up and i'm like oh, I see, there's an open wire here and just like a loose light bulb that's just like <laughs> like laying around in the, in the in this box. And it's plugged into the wall at this point. I'm like, oh, well, I should unplug this to make sure that's not a problem. And as I did that, it, like the bulb touched like the open wires and then started sparking. And it was like oh, making no. all these noises and, <laughs> and stuff. And so I threw it in the air. <laughs> because it startled me and it was like and it was it was (laughs) it was an exciting time that's so funny that's so funny yeah i have a picture of it where you can see like where the bulb was it looks like a cartoon of just like the black like the skid marks yeah the black skid marks all the best My, my worst one as far as embarrassment has to be when I was doing the NASA internship, I had a battery pack of like two AA batteries and two wires, mm. but I'm in this clean suit, you know, this clean room suit. I'm just messing around with things. I lean over the table and the two wires, they must've like touched each other and then touched me. And it just ended up burning this like hole in the <laughs> outfit that I was wearing, like the clean room outfit <laughs> to go to my mentor. Like, so, and they're like, well, we'll always know which one is yours. <laughs> That's fine. That doesn't seem like a very, um, like after that incident, it does seem like a very efficient clean room outfit now. It's true. And for ours, so we weren't like, we weren't high clean at that point. Okay. They just kind of like the experiment was set up in the area and they generally kind of wanted you to keep it mostly clean. So okay. when they needed it to be like extra clean, they, they didn't have to do as much work, but yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. for sure. It's not like you were working at <laughs> Intel. and Yeah. Or, or like even the clean rooms here where it has to be like really you know, low particle. Do you do any like a clean room? stuff here or is it all pretty is it all is it a dirty room (laughs) (laughs) well you know I did a little bit when I like last summer I was working in the clean room a little bit kind of shadowing one of the um my cat was shadowing one of the engineers um while they were taking like measurements on Mm. a piece of equipment that's getting installed so I got to be in the clean room here a little bit it was pretty cool super cool fascinating how are do you feel like you're good at like spatial reasoning or whatever? Like backstory on where, where I'm going with this question. Like when I was engineering, like me, I had this, my friend who was like my lab mate in one of my classes, like we got along really great. And I struggled with engineering or like the physicalness of it. And we would make these circuits with breadboards and all of this. And our spatial, like we had it worked out theoretically, like what everything should be. But our spatial reasoning was terrible. So we just had wires going all over the place. It was just a me- horrific mess to look at. <laughs> it would eventually oh, work, but it was ugly to look at. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. I really, I really admire those like beautiful, clean wiring, like professional en- electrical engineers do. Ours, mine is never that pretty, um, but they did kind of emphasize in some of our like more advanced electronics classes that you had to keep the wires at least sort of neat and like would make us do that because otherwise it was just 
it would just be a nightmare. Like you'd be working with a microcontroller that has like, you know, 30 pins and like wires going everywhere mm-hmm. and you would have no idea what was wrong with it if you didn't like, yeah. So they, 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 they taught us that a, a little bit. They emphasize that yeah. for sure. I'm still not, you know, I'd like to be better at that. But. So in just like in your apartment or just everyday life, do you have any cool like electronic little hobby projects or anything that you made? I- do so i do now i would have to like mm. oh, okay we might have to go on an adventure okay i'm all so i take adventures. you i take you on a walk hold on okay so um i guess first of all like right now right over here uh i have my my little wall of vintage electronics that i collect not the metronome that's not electronic <laughs> but okay um <laughs> so i guess i have and stuff like that because that's one of the things i just like looking at them so you got like some cameras and stuff there where are those uh yep i have this is a polaroid no polaroid camera uh i have a bunch of clocks and radios i really like radios okay um i have this uh general electric radio from the 60s which is neat so it's like weird telephone shapes and yeah. Do you have a? I, I like electronic typewriters too. Oh. Pretty neat. <laughs> Do you write your reports on those? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I should try one of these days. See what they do. <laughs> um, but I guess uh, I have. I have kind of like my own little electronic space over in the office, which is you know fun. Oh, you even have like the whole like tower of little organized drawers and stuff. I'm kind of jealous of your storage space. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and let's see. Oh, I the, my favorite thing that I built that I can show you is a Geiger counter. Uh, it's Arduino based, and I built it off a kit, but I put together like all of the. Oh, very yeah, nice. And it does work. It does work. It's not calibrated, so you don't mm. necessarily know what the counts are, but it does tell you there is radiation. <laughs> oh, okay, great. So you can be like, oh, this my microwave is a little leaky, or. <laughs> Um, my, I had one of my cousins for, for graduation, she gave me a big fiesta wear plate. I don't know if you know oh, what fiesta uh-huh. wear is. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, perfect. I can test out my Geiger counter and I have the video somewhere, but it just like screamed when yeah. I went up to it and I was like, okay, that's going to go in the basement, like in a box with a label. Like that's a little, that's a little too spicy for me. Yeah. <laughs> a little too much fiesta there. <laughs> oh, it's just too much fiesta. Yeah, that, we would do that in our intro physics labs at, at CSU. We would have we would have the Fiesta wear plates, and we'd measure like, oh man, these really are a little too radioactive. <laughs> it's like this makes me a little uncomfortable. Uh, I guess something I was working on on and off, and I need to kind of come back to is I was making a little instrument. Um, so this is an old Guitar Hero controller. <laughs> Um, that I have attached two of these, they're called linear potentiometers or soft pots. And based on where you apply pressure to them, it changes their resistance. So it'll kind of go in that information sent mm. into this little microcontroller, which nothing is hooked up because um, yeah. I was in the process of rebuilding it. But, um, and then I can reference like a, a table, like a wave table and have it generate different sounds. Oh, so that, that's kind of fun. That is okay. What you have there is like literally what 
when I worked at Little Shop of Physics for like three years, these are like the types of things we would do. Yes. <laughs> there was yes. like 100%. Like we had hundreds of these things that we made that are like in that same love vein that. of just self, whatever. Oh, I love that. Okay. So I guess I needed you like this past year because like I've been trying to do that for WAMP stuff when we do like WAMP school visits. Yes, I've been trying to- I love- Yes. I've been trying to sure. make my own stuff. And then it was like, it's only sort of work and I don't necessarily have the same materials. I'm like, oh, I need to talk to you because I have some ideas sure. of things that I oh yeah, I want to make Let- or I tried to make and they didn't quite work. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know. I, I have a couple. Okay. Well, it's, it's all tangled up now. But yeah, I have a couple of like things that I made for outreach for, I used to do outreach with some elementary school kids mm-hmm. and my job was to come in and get them excited about electronics, get yeah. them you know, hyped about circuits. Mm-hmm. So like I have this one, it's a, um, you blow into it. It's not plugged into a battery, but you blow into it and it makes the LEDs light up. Mm. Um, I have one that is a light theremin where like it has a light sensor and it like makes a whole bunch of awful noises. Children love awful noises. So like I have lots of. (laughs) Yes. I I had this one project that I helped like work with at Little Shop and I've tried to recreate it here twice now and it hasn't worked. But essentially, we would take like a solar cell just from like uh, what I've been trying to use is like though the outdoor light solar cells that I just like took apart. Mm-hmm. And you can hook it up to like a speaker and then you can shine light at it, just like lasers or whatever. And, you know, since light has different frequencies, you can get different sounds that come from them. Oh, nice, nice. And so at least at Little Shop, like, oh, we'd hold up like Christmas lights and they're all different. Or we had like little hand crank lights. And if like you squeeze the hand crank light, then it goes like, whoo. <laughs> like that <one. laughs> oh yeah for sure i would love to help out with that let me know yes know. yes okay plus i have the stuff yes you have so much more stuff than i have a soldering iron that i've used mostly to burn holes into things and some wire and some junk that i've gotten from harbor freight <laughs> just like i i do i also have a lot of junk but yeah man, yes 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 okay okay well I don't know. Well, you you just signed up vacuum tubes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you don't know this, but you just signed up for um, summer collaborations. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, okay. That is All that, right. so cool. Uh, what's like the coolest thing that you've made or like in your opinion, what's the coolest thing that you've made? Coolest thing that I've made. Uh, it's probably the Geiger counter just because it works and it's like, you know, I could just plug it in and be like, look at this. It is telling me information. This is a scientific tool. Mm. You know? it, it, it serves a purpose in some way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, when it eventually is done, I've actually, I've gotten it to make noise. So like that, that kind of guitar hero mm. controller. Um, <laughs> sorry, my cat likes to be involved. Um, but yeah, like that, that, um, that instrument's going to be pretty cool when it's done. Like I said, I've gotten it to make noise, but now we're rebuilding it to be more controlled noise. <laughs> That's super cool. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know what else I'm going to talk about. Cause now I'm just thinking like, Oh, here's all the things I could do with Aubrey now. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, okay. What else? Yeah. What did I, what did I prepare? What did I, was okay. I like show, show him? Oh, so, Oh, my cat. Hold on. Pause. He just, he, he, he needs to, this is my, this is my cat Watts. He needs to be involved in like everything that I am doing. Uh, appropriately named cat, I see. Yes, both <laughs> of my cats. I have one named Watts and one named Maxwell. Because 
we're those kind of people. <laughs> Very nice. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, so one of my other hobbies that I do, kind of relating back to the art stuff, is cross-stitch. Mm. I have a couple of cross-stitches that I was like, I can Oh, very nice. Oh, very. Oh, you're so talented. (laughs) What's it like to be good at things? I don't know. I I just keep plonking away at things until it like looks like something. Super cool. (laughs) Yeah. Very nice. Biggest one I think I did. So much stuff. I'm going to ask you to send pictures of me of like some of these things so I can also post them with the. For sure, for sure. So people have have a reference to to look at. Mm-hmm. See what yeah. roll. Ah, okay, okay. I'm just overwhelmed with awesomeness <laughs> right now. <laughs> um. Okay. So when you were like either in high school then or throughout any of your college or experiences, were you ever involved with like extracurriculars or like electronics clubs or robotics clubs or anything like that? Um, so in high school, I absolutely not. Like I had no math background. I didn't do anything. Like I got terrible math grades and I, you know, liked science, but I felt like that was probably something that wasn't going to be what I did. Um, But once I went back to university for the second time, I started getting, I I was immediately pulled into this um, mathematics support program called Operation STEM, Mm. which was like uh, getting people like me and, you know, who have like a weaker math background into, to be able to like complete your degree. So I did um, like, I, so I, I worked with them. I was in the program. That was one of the extracurriculars that I did. Um, and then I ended up getting involved with the Society of Physics students mm. pretty heavily. And that's where I did a lot of the outreach with, you know, the K through eight students um, and like building electronics and demos and stuff like that for them. Oh, that's that's really cool. Very cool. <laughs> so I, I'm a little curious of how was when you took that break in between, you know, animating and then going into computer, like that five-year break or whatever you said it was, like, Mm -hmm. how was that transition going back into school? Weird. It was definitely weird. Um, I just, I think that a lot of the success that I had was because I had a support system immediately. I don't really know how it would have gone if I didn't have, you know, some, Mm -hmm. some kind of like, especially with math, especially, you know, coming into, I just, I don't know if it was hubris or what, Mm -hmm. that I was like, I'm going to be an engineer. I can do this. Like, um, yeah, for sure. It was a weird transition kind of going from like, now I have to do homework. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That, that, that gosh darn homework always. (laughs) Um, Okay. How was your transition going into grad school? That was also, that was also pretty different. Cause then it, now I have to, you know, cause you're like, Oh, it's three classes instead of six classes, mm-hmm. but it's three classes that are like three times as hard. Yeah. As, it's a deceiving <laughs> three. <laughs> so, um, and I also think especially it's, it's, it's kind of been tricky because like my first year here, it was going pretty well. It was making that transition, but I think like with everything that kind of happened last year, wait, what 2020, happened? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of big. Um, 
but yeah, with that kind of has thrown everything up in the air and it's been kind of tricky to yeah. re-navigate that, I think, in a lot of ways. But yeah. How is okay, so like how has your work been involved with the pandemic stuff? Like if you can't be in a lab doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. So during 2020, I was remote the whole time. So I was doing a lot of like reading papers, trying to actually learn the science behind the stuff that I was going to be working on. Um, and I've just now started getting back into the lab this summer. So now I am authorized in and I sit in a, there's nobody there. So that's, you know, it's very quiet, very easy to focus. Um, so now I can, I can be in there working on stuff. Okay. But uh, I do a lot of computer work mostly. So I haven't actually built any hardware this summer yet because I'm kind of in the the phase where I'm designing the the piece of equipment and like coming up with the science making sure that I'm not just going to build a pile of you know garbage that doesn't work (laughs) that kind of thing so how much like programming is involved with your stuff is there any at all or is it heavily quite a bit actually quite a bit which is unfortunate because like all of my undergrad training was in hardware so microelectronics VHDL FPGA is like the, the kind of like hardware end of it and I got like a little bit of programming <laughs> so now um, my research now involves a, a fair amount of using these physics packages that have been developed by like Berkeley or CERN things like that and kind of just learning all right get good at programming now you know a lot mm-hmm. of Python a lot of Fortran Oh, yeah, I did. I had one, I did an RU like internship one, one year where we're, it was with designing like a camera system that measured the polarization of the sky, like during the solar mm-hmm. eclipse. And I was given the supposedly simple task of just have the cameras take pictures at the same time. <laughs> and like, this would be a good feeder in like, get your foot wet or whatever to then until we determine a project for you for the summer. And I managed to take that one task into an entire summer project because I remember I did something with some Linux system where then I got the computer to just give me a purple screen of death for about three days straight. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like Linux. (laughs) I'm I'm an expert at breaking Linux as well. There's a lot of going through the safe mode of whatever and just like, why can't I do anything? Just reinstall it. It's just like, just, it's all broken. Just put the operating system back on. Like, yeah. um, I actually, I, so I worked with uh, some, I started like the first time that I really encountered Linux uh, was when I was working at NASA. And that was, I was given this radiation damaged hardware, which if you don't know anything about that is, um, it's a nightmare when it's like something as complicated as a computer. If it's, it's either broken or it does just the strangest things you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So you have that like additional layer of, did I break it? Is it just being weird? <laughs> like, so there was, <laughs> that was a lot of fun, but yeah, that was my first. So I had to learn Linux on top of like this um, kind of this microcomputer that was just, like this little tiny uh, that they had done radiation testing on, but like still generally worked, except when the screen would flip or like you know, mm-hmm. crash randomly. It was, it was fun. <laughs> Super cool. Are you, you're in the like NSCL lab, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'm 
considered with EFRIP now. Okay. I am in the NSCL. I don't know. I And I have everyone who's ever involved with that other building tell me, what is the difference between NSCL and EFRIP? And they always tell me, and I never remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just like, so are you working on the new accelerator or are you working with like this, the, uh, like the experimentalists and stuff like that uh, still on the old facility? Maybe. Oh, oh maybe. Yeah. Okay. okay. Maybe. Okay. That makes sense. I'm not allowed in that building anyway. So <laughs> it's just a, it's a, it's a black box. <laughs> it's true. There's a, if, if you, you've done the tours, right? Uh, yeah, I did the, whatever the perspective student tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just, I'm so, I'm so impressed by hardware. So I just, it's very exciting. I love going on the tour. I will, I will get that. Like I, you know, once again, a terrible engineer, um, a recovering engineer since I decided <laughs> to drop that. Uh, um, but I'm always amazed. Yes. This, the physicalness of like, here are all the parts and pieces. And I like, I wish that I had those skills and that I was like good at that. Cause I'm very impressed by it all. I was just so bad at it. <laughs> I really just like going into the lab and just looking at things. It's, I, I'll look at it. I just like, I don't know what that is, but it's cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's all. Like I'm, that. I'm like that too. Unless it's like the specific thing that I'm working on. Oh, this was kind of funny. Uh, they recently came in and they were doing, you know, photographs of, of grad students for the brochure for incoming mm-hmm. grad students. And they were like, you know, we want to take a picture of you doing your work. We were told specifically to go find you. And I was like, oh, why? I'm on the computer. Do you want to take a picture of the computer? So my advisor is like, go stand over in the buildup area, you know, and take pictures there. Mm-hmm. So it looks cool. And um, they have, they pose me next to this, this, um, device tester where they like hook devices up and then they Mm -hmm. run diagnostics on it, but they're posing me next to it to kind of look like I'm doing something. And they email me the next day, like, so what is that? And I'm like, Oh Oh, no, (laughs) it's like, please note that I, (laughs) this is not what I'm working on. Just pose me next to it. (laughs) (laughs) So there's just tons of stuff in there that I'm like, I have to email, like email my advisor. Like, what's that? What's that (laughs) too? That's really funny. Yeah, I always find like when they take pictures of like people doing research, like at least nowadays, like it's always weird because like 80% of what everyone does most of the time is on the computers. Like you want to watch me code. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's exactly how it was. It was like, do you want to see my SolidWorks model? (laughs) Oh, SolidWorks. I remember SolidWorks. I That was like I shadowed because originally I was going to like optics or um, was originally like what I wanted to do. And I remember I learned SolidWorks to like, oh, make your little washer discs or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was I was learning AutoCAD because I, I needed to make some models for something. And my I was I was informed that mostly it's SolidWorks is what's used at the lab. So I was like, better. Well, better for yeah. me to go learn that instead. Isn't AutoCAD supposed to be like really difficult? I think that SolidWorks is more difficult, but oh, okay. I so I have a little bit of background already with like 3D modeling and it's mm. different. Like it is different with CAD than it is for like, you know, art modeling, but I have to like that little bit mm. of experience that yeah. I have has helped me greatly in, in figuring out these CAD programs, I think. Okay. So you do these 3D modeling and do you do anything with like 3D printing and or 
uh oh shoot what is what is the word of the machine that does the metal thing <laughs> i can i can picture Ooh, like sintering like a sintering oh is that what it is no. oh i don't know i'm thinking of like the hoss like machine the machine Ooh, like uh cnc laser cutters yeah something like that there's yeah. there's a name that i is no is so I, I haven't <laughs> i haven't really gotten into 3d printing and like stuff like that i know I've had I've had some mentors and stuff that have tried to get me into that, but I feel, I feel like I, I always I'm really interested in it, but I like I never played with it. CNC machine. That's what I was thinking of. They had they had a makerspace at my last university that I was I, I was like so gung ho. I was like, this is awesome. And I never got around to it because I was like senior year and yeah. had like eight million classes. And... Yeah, I just learned that from my advisor that Lyman Briggs, so I think only Lyman Briggs undergrads, you know, can do this, but she's like, maybe we can work something in of like, they also have a makerspace, which I agree. That sounds really cool. But then who has the time? <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Like in undergrad, like we had the big, the engineering department had like big 3D printers that like, oh, as long as you took like a 30 minute class or something from them like once you could use them and mm-hmm. print whatever i'm like oh that would be really cool to do i don't know when i, I have to learn I have to... <laughs> it's one more thing it's one more thing uh mm-hmm. school would be they were doing yeah oh sorry, go, go ahead. ahead no i was going to make a dumb joke oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i just say i feel like they had a course here like a a seminar here to teach you how to use the big like lathes and Mm. machinery. I really want to do that, but I mean, then, you know, the panini and (laughs) the panini. Yeah. Yeah. The machine shop always scares me. Yeah. It's a little concerning, but I kind of like, I kind of want to learn how it, how it works. (laughs) Yeah. I had, I had used like the lathe before and like other drill bit things and in a couple of different scenarios, one in an actual like shadowing a research lab. And I remember I was shadowing a grad student and he was like, here, I'll give you this very simple task of screw, like getting a little hole to handle a screw and like a piece of aluminum or something like that. And he's like, don't break the tip. <laughs> oh no. He was like, oh, no. he did make that very clear. <laughs> and so immediately i broke the tip <laughs> of course of course <laughs> so then it was a long time of him digging it out for me <laughs> oh yeah i don't i don't I'm, i don't have a lot of experience with mechanical stuff i'm like but i'd like to but i'm curious so with your experience like electronics and stuff like I've taken a computer apart like once and like other things. I know there's all like these circuit boards and, you know, I know the basic chunks of them, but have they really evolved much like in the last X number of years? Like when you first learning, learned to take things apart, is it drastically different than it is now? Um, No. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's really been that different. Like the past 10 years, um, things have gotten a lot more modular. I think with, with computers, um, like way, way back, uh, it would be kind of more, you know, ribbon cables and a mess and connecting things. But I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that much different. 
I think maybe like depending like laptops are not friendly to being repaired and that's kind of something maybe that's changed. Um, it's there. Things are kind of encased in such a way that it makes it hard to get in there and, and mess with things. But, but is that's probably more just so like, Oh, Hey, if it doesn't work, you have to buy a new one. You have to buy a new one <laughs> right. instead of, you know, oh, God. Um, are you like a, I don't want to say a laptop or computer snob, or are you like someone who like is very into like, Oh, I need to have these specifications and I build it all myself or anything like that. I, I mean, so I, I built, I build my stuff. Like as far as like my desktop goes, like I built that, but it doesn't, I don't need to be like bleeding edge with stuff mostly because of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I built my desktop. Uh, I recently actually upgraded it. Uh, like the motherboard and the RAM and stuff like that. Cause it had been, uh, it was like seven years old or something. And I was like, it's fine. It still runs everything. Uh, I just upgrade the GPU and it's okay. Uh, but yeah. Okay. I'm not like a super snob with it. Has the death of Radio Shack impacted you at all? Oh yeah. It was so tragic. I, oh, I was sad. Um, Cause I had, ju- I was, you know, around, well, I guess maybe it would probably be like six or seven years ago now. Right when I started to get into that, that's when Radio Shack was really like mm-hmm. on the way out. And at least managed to get like a bunch of stuff on sale. Like mm-hmm. they were selling off things for a discount. But yeah. yeah. I remember when I was engineer, when I was an engineer, we had to do like this, you know, some sort of engineering project. So like what I did was I took my, I took a bicycle I hooked like a bunch of like magnets to the spokes and then I took like a car terminal and I mm-hmm. hooked it up to like whatever. And then I had it, I had them wired up to a breadboard that I had soldered a bunch of old Christmas lights to like Christmas oh, LED lights. So, fun. so then that's like so when fun. you rode your bike, you had like this giant, giant light. Oops. I'm throwing stuff on the ground. I had it. Yeah. I had it hooked up to, to here. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So you did it. So you ride the bike and, and you know, the lights went off, but it's like, some of those things like, Oh, I, the little electronic bits. It's like, I did go to radio shack often, but I was like, well, I don't know where else I would get these without radio shack. <laughs> it's true. I think like, I think like micro center has some, but yeah, it's mostly just like online now. I'm just, I don't know. I, I was, I got a bunch of my components, I think, online and some from that, like, Radio Shack finally kicking the bucket. Yeah. But, All right. Very cool. Are yeah. you still taking classes now or are you? So I have one more subject exam to go. Okay. So one more and then I will be done with the, that whole Woo-hoo. section. That, that, that whole section, that whole, that dark time. <laughs> <laughs> that dark time. Like, yeah, I have one more to go. I think I might have a few more courses left on my ASET certification, which is the accelerator school, uh, or it, it's like um, an accelerator training certificate that goes on your master's. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's but everything else I take will kind of be like probably more focused towards my research or something that might be useful. I actually took a really cool physical electronics class last semester which had to do with like the application of quantum mechanics to things like semiconductors and mm-hmm. it was with the electrical engineering department i just kind of like took it for for giggles and it was it was actually pretty neat so is that like a covering stuff like oh there's a limitation to how small 
things can get because like, oh, there's quantum tunneling of like, oh, things jumping from one wire to another or something. I think I mean I went into that like a little bit. It was kind of it was kind of more like um just like crystalline structures and how like quantum mechanics like wave functions in solids and you know things like that. Okay. And just how the, all that. Yeah, I guess I, so it, you know. We talked about that a little bit. Okay. That's kind of like limits. Mm-hmm. So how many like how big is your actual like research group or people? Like how many people are there like you? Um, in my group I could have worded that better but how many I like you Uh, like I didn't even realize you did instrumentation I don't I don't really hear about that that often I suppose yeah yeah Um, I got I got pulled over there when they were um, looking because I started in 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 nuclear science because I just love jumping all over the place apparently um and in my first year before I started they they were like um you should probably go talk to the accelerator people probably fit there. <laughs> uh but yeah there's there's like four other grad students in my in my group oh okay yeah um one just graduated like he defended uh his phd like last year so there were five now there's four. Oh, okay so oh, that's a that's a pretty good size group all things mm-hmm. considered yeah five yeah. plus me yeah that's that's super cool okay so then do you have like what are your thoughts or plans like going forward like why why grad school and what does that help you achieve what do i want to be when i grow up yeah um the dreaded well, question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I always keep that I come I keep coming back to um, is I'm like super interested in radiation effects on electronics and stuff like that, which I can kind of pivot into. But like I'm especially kind of interested in in medical accelerators and like building up um, facilities. So it's like I'll probably end up working either with hospitals. Uh, building these medical accelerators for things like cancer therapy, uh, there's proton therapy. Uh, that that's something that I'm I'm really interested in is that field, uh, or I might end up working with some of the national labs that mm. are kind of building accelerators. I'm, I'm not super sure. I'm just gonna build some stuff and put the instruments on there. Okay. I I haven't <laughs> heard. Yeah, definitely staying with it. I haven't heard of medical accelerators. Is that essentially like oh, let's shoot protons at. At it's this so cancer. cool. Yeah, actually, it's pretty much it. Um, it's so cool. Um, but yeah, they 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 essentially have these accelerators that that accelerate protons and can make these target cancer therapies hmm. possible. Yeah, it's something super oh, cool to look super into. Cool. Yeah, they just got one actually at the hospital that my mother works at. Um, I had I had a whole fun time because she works on radiology and angiography. Uh, so I had a fun time, like in my nuclear survey class, telling everybody about you know what she's doing with that. Um, but yeah, I still haven't seen the one that's at the hospital, but like it's really cool oh, that the, this technology is becoming you know more common. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Wow, you just have interests all over the place. I know, <laughs> and that's I mean that's not always a, that's not always a blessing, <laughs> but I'll I'll land where I land. I'll go where I go. Very cool. Very cool. Um, do you have um, Do you have any tips or nuggets of wisdom that you would give people thinking about going to grad school or or in grad school and you know trying to handle that transition? Um, I'd say 
Well, as far as tips go, I mean, it's it's going to be really difficult with things still being the way that they are, but like keeping keeping your life separate. So having a place where you can like turn off. So you like do your research here, you know, really grind it out for however many hours you're doing, doing your homework, and then just having a space where you just completely shut that out and like just do something else. So having that mental break. Cause it can be really tempting. I think to just be like, I'm going to study 24 hours. It's going to be 3am. I'm still reading quantum, you know, like, mm-hmm. don't do that. I'll like kind of carve out some time where you're just completely like separate from the science and separate and doing like some other hobby. And that'll kind of keep you, it make mm-hmm. it easier. I think to stay focused on, you know, yeah. what you're doing. Uh, the, uh, the other thing is, I, I don't know, personally, I've kind of just, take everything at this is cliche, I guess, but like take everything a day at a time and just focus on like, just grind through it. Just, you know, do today, get do today. And then eventually. You have gotten through many days. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's, I guess. And support, like support network, like Mm -hmm. reaching out with your peers, working, you know, in groups. Don't, don't be an Island. I did that. And it was bad plan. So. Got through quantum though. Got through quantum though. Yep. We did it. Mm -hmm. We did it. Yeah, very nice. Well, thank you for coming on and doing this. I feel like I could have kept talking to you a long time about all the little <laughs> gadgets and doohickeys that you've made. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I this will. This is fun. Yeah, this was this was fun. I had a blast. This was a a, a good time. A long, you know, one of my favorites in a while. Um, yes, I will. I will definitely stay in contact with you about building cool stuff. (laughs) And thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's great.